Hello and welcome to another episode of So Fly. It's, uh, what is it, September 19th. 19th. So we just recorded a podcast last weekend. We're back in the studio, actually in a new space. Um, we're going to call home, leave our gear set up at the Hive. Uh, my name is Mitch. You got uh, Yelma on the show. Hey. Got Aldo. Hello. And we've got a special guest on the show today that uh, we've been uh, trying to coordinate to have on the show for a little while now. We've got Dan Bannister on the show. How's it going, Dan? Good. How are you guys doing? Very good. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Dan, Yelma, how mm. do we know Dan? How do you know Dan? Oh, man. <laughs> um, I've been in touch with Dan, trying to get him to shoot um, photos for us um, for the last later part of, I don't know, 10, 10 years I've been in this industry. The whole the whole time, basically. Yeah. Dan and I have been uh, trying to get in touch, trying to shoot some um, shots from Milk and... Uh, Heineken one time. God, and even when you were at One Method, we talked about a project for, what the heck was it? It was a cool project, too. Yeah. And it, it was, was shooting out west somewhere, I think. Right. Uh, one, one advertising was for Fountain Tire. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've known him for a while, uh, and uh, just recently, when I started fly fishing, uh, I wasn't aware that Dan fly fish, and um, we were just chatting about it, and he's like, what, you fly fish in southern Ontario? And then... I showed him how beautiful it is, and uh, you know we've we've been in touch ever since. Dan, you're part of the ad game. I am, <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a remarkable contrast from my previous existence. What'd you do before? I was in the construction business. Oh no way! Yeah, I was um, uh, I was a project manager on the East Coast um, in industrial construction for a bunch of years. Got transferred out west, became vice president of a big company that did heavy industrial construction out west. Uh, lived there for uh, about 12 years. And then we sold the company. And I sort of kind of quasi-retired um, and started doing photography. And I got hired right away by the New York Times and Condé Nast and traveled all over the place doing all these pictures for magazines, travel magazines mostly, which evolved into a commercial commercial career, and uh, that's how Yoma and I met. And then, uh, yeah, so here we are. It's always interesting meeting people in advertising that fly fish. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like seeing an alien. The, bu- <laughs> the, business, the business lends itself well to uh, fly fishing, I think, as a hobby. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. I, I mean, the, the first time that Yoma told me that he was into fly fishing was just sort of an offhanded comment like we we're talking about work related stuff and it's like oh, i'm gonna be busy fly fishing this weekend or something like whoa, whoa stop what you what because <laughs> i had never met anybody in toronto that fly fished and you know i was saying i sort of put fly fishing on the back burner when i moved here because i you know i felt like it was maybe not going to be as great as it was coming from the rocky mountains well you moved here from calgary, calgary, calgary? yeah mm-hmm, calgary that's a big move yeah, it was it was huge. I mean, we're both my wife and I are originally from the East Coast, and you know, with <clears throat> with photography and advertising, there's just a lot more opportunity here. And I was coming here a lot more, working here a lot more, and it just seemed like a natural thing. And my wife was excited about moving here, so uh, we just kind of jumped on it and did it. And she gave up skiing, um, yeah. and I gave up <laughs> fly fishing, kind of, <clears throat> or I thought I did, <clears throat> and. Um, yeah, so Yilma says, uh, I'm going fly fishing this weekend. I'm like, wait a minute, you're doing what? Where? Where? You need to stop. You need to give me directions yeah, and draw yeah. some maps for me and yeah. uh, and show me some places to, to you know, wet a line. And uh, he said, oh, you fly fishing. I'm like, yeah. So, we, yeah, the conversation kind of went from there. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's funny, eh? Like the Ontario fly fishing community. Like, I mean, we're always talking about this. How it's like, how it's way bigger than we think, and there's so many people that aren't connected and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. It's, it's funny that you can you can be here and just be like, oh, I don't know, like. Well, and and my old agent, their offices were at Queen and Berkeley, mm. so every time you know I drive right by, uh, yeah. Drift Outfitters. Yeah. And I was like, wow, a, a fly shop and, and, a, and a legit fly shop. Not, yeah. you know, they're not, they're not faking it. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're, they're a great shop. Wow. A fly shop in downtown Toronto on Queen Street East. I mean, yeah. this is amazing. So I would go in there and wander around and talk to those guys and they would, you know, show me some spots on the map and stuff as well, which yeah. was, you know, which was really great. Do you remember the first place you went fly fishing in Ontario? I do. Yeah. It would have been, um, uh, is it with me? I don't. I'm trying to remember. I think it was. Huh. Yeah, I think we must have gone. Went to the upper credit. We did. Yeah. We did. Where else did I go? Because I went another place alone. I don't know if it was before I went with you or not, right, but yeah. it was you park above the park, just north of the park, Forks of the Credit Park. Right. And the road goes down into yeah, that was kind of me. a ravine. Was yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. uh yeah so there you have it yeah that was my first time and i didn't catch any fish yeah uh and i'm still suspicious that oh maybe that wasn't with me because when you were with me we caught a bunch of little brookies right that was a different spot spot. yeah yeah, that was a different spot uh because i did catch fish that time small brookies Mm -hmm. but lots of them yeah lots of them and i'm still i'm still suspicious that there's not a lot of fish in ontario Although I keep seeing your Instagram and go, mm. yeah, well, you're fishing with me. You got to fish with all those, Mitch. <laughs> you're being humble. Yeah. You're being humble. Yeah. It's just, uh, Ontario is one of those places it takes like just so much time to learn. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, uh, the more you do it, the, the more it reveals itself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we see that from all the oh, yeah. old guy, like all the f- people that have been fishing here for 40 years. Yeah. So, so I went, <clears throat> I went from Halifax to Calgary. And so when I was in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was, I was, doing fishing i was you know weekend saturday morning whatever you know salmon or trout or whatever i'm fishing and i and i had it all figured out i was catching fish reasonably regularly mm-hmm. and then moved to the rocky mountains where i thought you know it's a million fish per mile or whatever the number is yeah. there's the density of fish in all of the rivers is exponentially higher than it is in nova scotia so i thought i'm gonna crush this mm-hmm. no <laughs> it you know it took me a year of, of a lot of fishing for a year to figure out how to fish out there. Yeah. You know, before you sort of, it's like anything else in life. You do it for 10,000 hours and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got this. I figured it out. Yeah. And I still haven't put in 10,000 hours in Ontario, (laughs) you know, so I still haven't, I catch fish occasionally, but it's still a bit of a hit or miss thing. Mm -hmm. So So with fly fishing for you, is it about catching fish or what, what, what draws you to it? No, uh, it's never been about that. And we talked about this earlier too. Uh, For me, it's, it's a really unique thing to even be here talking about fishing. Cause like I was saying to you guys before, I, you know, I've never socialized with people just because they're fly fishermen. I've never, you know, I've never, cause I, it's, it's, it's almost like socializing with people just because you brush your teeth too. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you know, let's all get together with people who brush their teeth because it's the same. Um, we that's the same that's actually our other podcast coming out. <laughs> so I was hoping you wouldn't reveal it. But can, cool. I be, can I be on that? Yeah, one? it's coming out in October. I want to talk about it's a new great. floss that I discovered. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So it's a unique experience for me because, again, like, I mean, I just I grew up fishing. Fishing is always something I did. And. Mm-hmm. 
And so for a bunch of guys to say, hey, let's get together and, and talk fishing, do fishing, uh, it's a really unique and cool thing for me to discover. And I was yeah. talking about Facebook pages that, that I, I'm blown away by the amount of activity on fly fishing that exists on Facebook. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. man. Um, but yeah, so, so to answer your question, no, fishing for me is, is about, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, it's about being away from, it's a bit corny and cliche to say that it's about being away from people or being, you know, I don't know. I just, it's DNA. It's something that's baked into me that I just love to do, you know, is, is just wait. And I'm not, I'm not a boat fishing guy either. Like I, or an ocean fishing guy, except bonefishes, except for bonefishing. Um, I, I I don't like floating a lot. I've floated a lot of rivers in Wyoming and Montana and places like that, and it's okay. But I like to walk and wade, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel closer to what I'm doing. I feel like I can read a river better. I feel like I'm less. I don't know. Floating down a river and casting feels like commercial fishing to me. It feels like a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like work. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It feels like you you have a goal, must catch 50 fish today. Right. Whereas walking, waiting kind of feels like might have a nap, might walk another mile, might just go home. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Right. Take it as it comes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love I love walking and waiting as well. Yeah. So you're the solitary fly fisherman. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of am. I don't like fishing with a huge group of guys, mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't like crowded rivers, mm-hmm. which is a problem on the Connecticut, which we can talk about, um, or can be a problem. I time my time my trips around crowds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and there's like weird politics that that go into busy New England river fishing. I've discovered. Oh man, everywhere. There's rules yeah. that are unwritten that you just need to figure out. You yeah. know, it's like lane. You guys ever go lane swimming? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I tried that once and discovered there are some weird rules yeah if you don't follow people will call you out on yeah. it immediately uh, yeah <laughs> so she can be like that too eh? yeah and so the, the new england thing and again the new england vibe for me is familiar because i grew up on the east coast of canada yeah. and you know just right next door to new england and and now kind of new england is my fishing home yeah um and so it's familiar to me but nova scotia is much less densely populated than than right. new hampshire and you know, there's less people in proximity, so you don't get that same thing. So, how did you get into fishing? If we go way back, what was like? What was your foray into the fishing world? When when was that? How did it go down? I, I don't remember a trip or an incident or an event. I don't remember. You know, my dad fished, um, but not. He wasn't. Um, he wasn't an avid fly fisherman. You mm-hmm. know. Um, he was kind of more of a weekend with the boys at the camp, you know, beers and spin casting kind right, of guy. Right, right. Yeah. Um, my grandfather was a fly fisherman. I have my grandfather's handmade bamboo salmon rod. Sweet. Yeah. It's, uh, I should have brought, I, 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 when I was digging that other rod out for yeah. you, I should have brought it cause I, I moved it out of the way to grab that rod. Yeah. 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 Um, and I fished with that rod out West a few times. I broke it. Um, yeah, well, so bamboo dries out and, um, it, it cracks. 
And I spent a bundle of money having it completely restored to brand new. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's gorgeous now. And I fished with it since it was, I asked the guy. There's a guy in Rocky Mountain, Alberta, right. who restores bamboo rods. And he, it's gorgeous. It's like a brand new rod. It's a small community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Google them. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you'd find them in two minutes, right? But yeah. um, so so to answer your question, you know, I don't, I don't remember how did I become a fish, fisherman, fisher person. Um <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just, I don't remember. <laughs> but it's sort of baked into your DNA, just growing up as a kid out East. Yeah. Something you did. Yeah. And then, you know, like high school, we would do people that I'm still friends with. We would go on, you know, kind of canoe weekends on yeah. remote rivers and the Tobik river and places like this in Northern New Brunswick that are, you know, chock full of brook trout. And we would, you know, do things that high school kids do along with fly fishing on the side (laughs) um good life yeah yeah good childhood yeah good childhood for sure and so so it stayed with me forever and then you know we we moved to halifax and i worked with a bunch of guys who were into fly fishing as well and you know so i I stayed with it and then of course moving out west Mm -hmm. was a whole new you know kind of thing right Mm -hmm. do you guys remember the movie Uh, a river runs through it no No, not at all (laughs) never heard of that as a kid (laughs) (laughs) i should have known the answer (laughs) never never ask a question you don't know the answer i think it comes up like every podcast (laughs) oh does i'm sure i'm sure right yeah Yeah. i'm sure it does Uh, i fished all of those locations oh nice where that movie was filmed and let me tell you, they're spectacular places to fish. They really are, yeah. It's a beautifully made film. Yeah, totally and it's good. mostly backlit with that, well, it's 18Ks fired down the river. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah, 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 yeah. So It got a lot of people into fly fishing. That's for sure. I, I'm sure it did. Yeah. I'm sure it did. I would have loved to have owned a fly shop. I would have loved to have bought a totally. fly shop a month <laughs> before that movie came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Hold on to your hat, boys. Yeah. yeah. But you got to fish all those spots. I did. So, you know, I, I would literally uh, jump in the, you know, well, it was a truck at that time, uh, as everybody else in Alberta does. Uh, I would literally jump in the truck and drive eight hours uh, to Yellowstone from mm-hmm. my house in Calgary for a weekend. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So rad. Yeah. Like, how could you not? Like, yeah. I've been there twice. It's, I'd do that. Oh, yeah. Last Chance, Idaho, uh, eight hours, you know, one stop at the McDonald's drive through on I 95, and, Boom. you know, you're there. Jeez. And uh, yeah, I met a bunch of people from Calgary when I was in Wyoming, and they're like, yeah, we come down for the weekend. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. This makes sense. Let's move to Calgary. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and you don't have to. I mean, honestly, within two hours, three hours of Calgary is there's fantastic fishing. Oh, the it's crows, crow's nest. The crow's nest. Yeah. You know? Everybody, everybody yaks and yaks about, sorry, I should, sounds whatever, but the Bow River, which runs right through the city. And yeah. I never liked fishing the Bow River. It's too big. Yeah. It's too hard to fish. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, you have, to, I had to fish it with a boat. I never caught a lot of fish on the bow, even though it's a, Blue River, Blue Ribbon Trout Stream, right? River, but mm-hmm. um, this I'd is rather a safe space, Dan. Safe space. <laughs> uh, yeah, somebody's gonna listen to this, and I'm gonna get hate mail. From lives on the bow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I just it was never successful for me, and I was never a huge fan. Although I would regularly fish the bow. We lived for a while in a neighborhood called River Bend, which, as you can imagine, was right on a bend in the Bow River. <laughs> so I could walk from my house to the right. river in 10 minutes, literally. Um, yeah. And a guy that owned a fly shop lived in the neighborhood south of me, and he and I would meet in the middle. We'd walk up river and meet in the middle, and, you know, chat. And But he was a big night fisherman, like after dark. He's yeah. weird kind of, yeah. I don't know, spotting rising 
browns. Big and, browns in that river. Yeah, yeah. Fish mice. Yeah, fishing with mice, right, at that time? Yeah. That night. Even rises, even even hatches. No, and just stuff, hatches, nighttime hatches. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. He was, he was into it. But I, yeah, I, I would prefer, uh, you know, I always sort of prefer, yeah, the the crow's nest or, or you know, Michelle Creek or some of these other sort of more obscure rivers. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them in Alberta, a ton of yeah. them. And because I was in the construction business, I was traveling a lot around, you know, remote yeah. places in Alberta, and it was, you know, nothing for me to go up to places like Edson and fish the ram or Ooh. the sheep or any of those rivers. Yeah. What was it about those rivers that attracted you uh, to them over the, over the bow? I know you said it was big water and it just wasn't your cup of tea, but what about those other rivers? Was it easier to walk and wade? Yeah. Easier to walk and wade. Um, Accessibility point of view. Yeah. And easier to fish. I mean, you could, you could easily spot right. the right pool and the place you needed to be. It was easier rivers to read. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've always found the bow a tough river to read. Right. And I think Lots you just have, yeah, you just got to put a lot of hours in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, my, my very first trip to the Rocky mountains came about, it's funny. We were living in Halifax. My wife and I were, um, planning on getting married. We were, we were planning on getting married at the time. We were talking about honeymoon and the honeymoon plan was kind of tentatively sea kayaking on the coast of Maine. A buddy of mine called me up and said, Hey, you want to go to the uh, West for two weeks, road trip, go fishing. And I had never been. And I said, sure, let's do it. And so we flew to Calgary and we drove to Jasper, which is five, mm. six hour drive. And, uh, I mean, there's, you know, high Alpine, mountains and rivers and all this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. we fished everywhere and he caught the biggest trout i've ever seen in my life it pulled it right out of a beautiful rip on the bow yeah. above banff national park and mm, that i called my wife and i said listen that sea kayaking thing mm, what do you think about coming out here instead <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she was down for it yeah. she, she was she was uh, you know because she likes to ski and mm-hmm. and so she said sure let's do that so we we did a two-week camping, fishing, all that kind of stuff. And then coincidentally, two months later, my boss at the time says, hey, we really need somebody to head up things in Calgary. You wouldn't be interested, would you? And I called her and said, we're, we're just got transferred to Calgary. Yeah. So <laughs> it worked go. out. Yeah. Wow. But so that I'll never forget that fish that he caught was the biggest trout I ever saw in my life. Hmm. And it took him forever to land this thing. Yeah. And I said, man, this is for me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's the defining moment of fishing for me out West, yeah. I, you know, amongst a hundred other sure. kind of experiences. Yeah. But yeah, the Livingston, the Crow's Nest, uh, Michelle Creek, which is actually in British Columbia. Um, uh, you know, those are, those are the places that, that I always really, really like to fish. That's rad. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick second here to talk about uh, something really special in uh, downtown Toronto, a slice of heaven, if you will. Um, it's packed full of fly fishing gear, tying materials, clothing, hats, bags, and more. Uh, Drift Outfitters Fly Shop at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto, Ontario, is our SoFly official fly shop. Rob and the guys down at the shop have you covered for all your fly fishy needs, whether that means uh, taking a trip to northern Ontario or instead heading on a massive journey to the heart of Africa to fish tiger fish on the Zambezi. Drift Outfitters has got you covered. Stop by the shop at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto or visit them online at driftoutfitters.com to take advantage of their online store and free shipping on Canadian orders over 100 bucks. 
now you find yourself uh, south of the border and you're in the U.S.? Yeah. So uh, the, the guy who caught this fish in Alberta more than 20 years ago now, this story happened. Uh, he now lives in New Hampshire. Right. He and I have known each other forever, our whole lives. And uh, he and I started buying, we bought some investment properties together over the years and still own them and stuff. And then he called me one day and said, hey, there's this farmhouse that's literally a mile from another business that I own in the middle of nowhere in northern New Hampshire. Are you interested? And I said, sure, I'll send you a check. And a month later, I looked at the house in person and went, holy shit, what the fuck did we buy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and was it all uh, run down and what was the uh, deal? Uh, yeah, it was kind of, it was, it was kind of a weird scene. It was a bit... Uh, <laughs> is going to scare Yoma from yeah. ever wanting to go there. Yeah. It was, you know, it was, it, at the time it sort of felt a little, um, you know, it was not abandoned. There was a, a fisherman that owned the house and he had bought it from the original family. Um, and the story that I've pieced together is that it was in the family for about 80 years. There was, you know, somebody died or passed away old age or whatever. Mm -hmm. And one of the kids inherited it and he, couldn't keep it or didn't want to keep it or moved away. And so it sort of went derelict and this guy bought it mm. with a goal of rehabbing the place and bringing it up to some standard. And he was using it on weekends as a fishing place. And this was going to be his guy's getaway. And, and I think after five years of not doing anything on the house and it was a mess, I mean, it was bad. Um, uh, Mrs. said, that's it, get rid of it. And uh, I still remember him sort of tearing up when I, at the lawyer's meeting when we closed oh, the sale because he didn't yeah. really want to sell, I don't yeah, think. Sure. But he approached my, my business partner and said, hey, I'm thinking, you, you know, you guys are just up the street and I'm thinking about selling this, what do you think? And so he jumped on it and, and we bought it. <clears throat> and then I spent, uh, we spent a lot of time and money and we completely gutted it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, you know, the, and I didn't love it. <clears throat> I didn't love it when we bought it. I yeah. wasn't, uh, I wasn't keen on it. Um, but the idea was, I mean, it's, it's right on the snowmobile trails, which is huge in New Hampshire. That's yeah. a, that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, and it's right on the river and it's just up the road from a rafting company that my buddy owns and the rapid goes right by the house. I mean, it's oh, wow. literally, you know, oh. it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's You're a tiny, mentioned. yeah, it's a <clears throat> tiny town. You know, there's there's a liquor store, a gas station, and an outdoor store, and a barbecue joint, and that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's perfectly situated for, you know, the stuff that I like to do. So, anyway, uh, yeah, fast forward, we completely renovated the place uh, right back to the studs, all new everything. It's a fantastic place now. And, um, yeah, you know, we, we, uh, we get to enjoy it. Yeah. And so. You, and then what? Uh, what? And then, uh, what are you going to say? <laughs> Will the SoFly crew be invited? I already been invited. I know. We I, 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 oh, we, we have. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no, I saw oh, there. We, so we didn't know about that. Oh well, they you'll, knew. You'll have it. to talk to. We other, I don't know. You'll have to talk to your attorney. I don't. You yeah. Know, your representative. Yeah, Yelma doesn't tell us anything. Yeah, cool. he doesn't tell us anything at all. No, it's not. That. He does cool it's things just... and then never tells us. Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh my friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got a house on that river, and we're like, what? Yeah. A couple. A couple weeks ago, or like well, months ago, he told us that. He has a friend in the in Zambia that owns like a fishing lodge in the Zambezi Zamb River. Wow. Yeah, and it's like, oh, he wants to have us down to go fish tiger fish. We're yeah, like, what? Does. Yeah, he wants to barter. <laughs> he wants to barter, um, just like how we do. 
You know, like he he wants he wants the whole enchilada. Yeah. Kind of a cool like detail that he. What does that mean? Like. He wants the whole enchilada. Well, I mean, he'll bring us down, right? And then we'll... <laughs> he wants the whole enchilada. <laughs> so the Zambezi, I would be nervous as hell that a crocodile would come racing out of the water and make mm-hmm. me lunch. Or a hippo. Wait. Hippo. 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 Hippos That's, are the most dangerous yeah. animal in Africa. Yeah, he said. Listen, also sharks there too. In the yeah, river, in the river, yeah, they come halfway in, in up. The, yeah, they come. In the, yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah. Some sharks like, have adapted to live in brackish water, <laughs> so they can come up the river. So there's a little hippos, bit. sharks, and and everything. And, and Tigerfish, um, elephants, cracks, uh, viruses in the water. Yep. yep. Scary stuff. Yep. You'll mind a bathing suit. <laughs> Watch out. Scary <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, no, I mean, okay. Quickly, I'll just touch on it so that we don't touch on it again. Okay. Uh, his father owns a, a lodge, okay. a beautiful lodge right on the river. Um, uh, there's elephants and uh, um, zebras and um, giraffes running it's around. Just describing Africa? No, no, but no, he does. This is what he. But this is the thing. This is the lodge that brings Hyenas. people over to. Like this is his market, Cheetos. and it's hot there. It's really hot. And it is actually Zambia is the hottest. And, uh, okay, so who's, talk, who's talking and, right uh, now? What else is there? This guys. <laughs> Would definitely come. I would like to go. Yeah, we should all go. Well, we should then all you go. and I can come. We'll leave these farts here. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, okay. I'm down. I was in uh, Kenya, I think, or Tanzania. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and I had a guy drive me out to this balloon station where they do these morning balloon rides. Mm-hmm. And we were staying about a mile away. And so I had to photograph this sunrise balloon taking off. Thing. Yeah. Okay. And so we went out, talked to these guys. They said, yeah, sure. Come back tomorrow at four 30 in the morning or whatever. Great. So we're driving back to where we're staying. And I said to the guy, I said, listen, you don't, you don't need to get up at four o'clock in the morning to drive me here. I'll just get up and grab my camera bag and I'll, I'll walk over. Yeah. And he laughed and I'm like, what? He said, you're not going anywhere without me. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what, what? it's only a mile. I don't mind walking. I thought he was sort of just kind of being helpful. Mm-hmm. He said, no, no, you're not getting it. You will not survive that one mile walk. And I said, oh, really? Because this is on the Serengeti, like in the, right, you know. Right, right. You know. Yeah. And I said, really? What, what's like lions are going to get? He said, no, hyenas. Oh, he said, the hyenas will, will wow. smell you and hunt you down and they will tear you apart long before you get to the balloon station. Jeez. Whoa. Whoa I thought hyenas <laughs> were scavengers. Apparently not. That's crazy. Yeah, apparently not. He said they will hunt you down and kill you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe they hunt people who have no defenses. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, this is what he told me. I was surprised too. Well, they, they, you know, they're not going to go for a kill that they feel like will expel a lot of energy. They're looking for the weak kill, right? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Nice. There's no fly fishing in this conversation anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> David Attenborough over here. <laughs> well, this is exactly where I learned it from. Sorry, I, I, I that's no, no, it's, my no, it's fault. cool. I, anyway, d- <laughs> I would still have loved to go to the Zambezi because that would be such a wild. It, yeah, it for really sure. would be truly wild. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a it weird would. feeling, feeling like a part of the food chain. Well, if you can't get all the way to the Zambezi, you're certainly welcome to come to the Androscoggin River in New Hampshire. Andrus, yeah. Androscoggin. I, you yeah. know, I've never been in New Hampshire. I've been to a lot of states. Oh, so it's a but it's, never, never New Hampshire. Uh, from my apartment on the west side to my front door in Errol, New Hampshire, is exactly seven hours if you leave uh, at six a.m. So that. You know, oh, stuck on the DVP for an hour. Oh, yeah. that's not bad at that's all. Yeah, no, no, I'm there by one o'clock. If I leave at six, I'm there at one o'clock in the house. Wow, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, bad yeah, at all. It's great, and it's like I said, it's literally out the back door and you're on the river, yeah. or you can drive 20 minutes to the Connecticut, which is just fantastic fishing. Really yeah, great nice. fishing. Yeah, for trout. Trout. 
Mm. Yeah, trout. Uh, there, and there is salmon as well. And I have caught, I don't know what they're called. I'm not a big technical you know I, don't know I can't sort of nerd out on all of the different species exactly uh but they are would they be farm raised and released salmon they could be is yeah. that possible yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah so i've caught them um and i know how to tell the difference between you know uh natural born ones and uh, raised ones right you can you can actually almost tell the minute you hook it whether it's wild or a farm raised mm-hmm but they release them into the river as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. For sport. Uh, yeah. For sport and consumption. Yeah. Small amount of consumption. I saw something in the news the other day. There was some guys that were arrested and charged with harvesting hundreds of them Jeez. and stashing them in the bushes. And oh, yeah, man. yeah. So kind of sounds like what's happening here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I don't, yeah, I don't get it, man. You can buy an awful lot of fish at Costco for 20 yeah, bucks. That's what Mitch I've, always says. I've yeah. never kept a fish in my life. That is that a lie? I don't think it's a lie. I've yeah. never kept a fish in my life. Yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily need to, right? No, if I want fish, I'll go to Costco and buy it. Yeah, not yeah. where we live anyway. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, like, and, but, you know, there's also, like, the difference between, like, keeping a fish and, like... Keeping a hundred and <laughs> stashed in the woods. <laughs> it's like, what are you, a squirrel or something? Like... <laughs> You're preparing for the winter. Like, no, but that's what yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, that's these fine. are people who have nothing else to do, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So salmon, right. rainbows. Uh, brookies. Rainbows? Sorry, brookies. Bro- brookies and rainbows. Oh, nice. Um, I want to say there's some browns too. I think I might have texted you a picture of a brown. Yeah, I think I just three hooked. rainbows and a brown. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, and I, which species is it that can't really live with the other one? Well, browns tend to eat everything. Yeah. Browns tend to eat everything. Yeah. There's and, not a lot of browns in this river. And brookies, brookies are probably the most sensitive temperature-wise. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and so this is what makes this, and I don't, I don't want to give away any secrets because there's already enough people on this river, but I guess it's probably not a secret thanks to Google. Um, so the, this stretch of the Connecticut River that I like to fish, and by the way, guys, there's a, ca- a really cool cabin house for sale on that river right now. Literally, it's on the river, and you get a covered bridge in your backyard Ooh, as man. part of the equation for, I think, the price of $136,000. What? And it's a great place. Oh yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, I've been, been... Yeah, yeah. So that's a rainbow, and we've got a, we've got a brookie. We're well, looking at pictures of uh, some of the go. fish caught yeah. down here. Yeah. Those, yeah those oh, that's a nice brookie. little brookie. Okay, yeah. yeah, nice fish. Yeah, there's some great fish that's in there. That's awesome. 130000 my God. Yeah, and it's it's killer. When you see the pictures, you'll be like, Mitch? wait, what? Covered bridge? That's I'll crazy. live in the bridge. You, you live in the house. You oh can't buy a parking spot here for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy, man. That's so true. <laughs> you know, unless you bought it in... Yeah. I don't know, Brampton? Yeah, Brampton. No, <laughs> not, not even. Not, not even, even in Brampton, no. <laughs> not even in Brampton. Not anymore. Maybe Brantford. That's the slogan, yeah. man. Not even Brampton. in Brampton. <laughs> <laughs> Brampton. The GTA is too late. Too expensive. You, mean, you missed it. Five, beautiful, man. 500000 only uh, or more. Um, yeah, so uh, what I was saying is that river is dammed. Um, uh, so First Connecticut Lake is dammed mm-hmm. or is the lake that was created when they dammed the river mm-hmm. and they feed that river from the bottom of the dam so the coldest water feeds that river all summer long right right and so the temperature remains pretty constant no matter what happens you know when it gets up into the 80s or whatever it is 90s in the summer awesome. the river stays pretty cool yeah. and it's you can feel it actually it's really interesting you can feel it you park and you got to walk sort of half where the place that I like to go, you got to walk sort of half a mile downhill, pretty steep downhill to get into the river. And you can feel that temperature 
drop as right. you walk, even when it's 80 degrees outside or so cool. 25 degrees outside as you walk down to the river it just gets colder it gets cooler you can That's feel that cool. cold air coming up yeah. off the river it's beautiful it's really cool it's really interesting Refreshing. Nice yeah. River. yeah yeah and then you get there and there's a guy in that pool and so you walk through the woods mm-hmm. to the next pool and there's two people standing there waiting <laughs> for the guy in the pool to get out and then yeah. you walk another quarter of a mile down the river and there's two people in that pool and ad nauseum until you finally get to a pool that somebody leaves or you stare down the person who's in the pool you want to fish in the most <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's my pool. not always that way that's why i'm going next week because right. october everybody's you know back to school and tourists and you lights know, down yeah, yeah and and you know if i'm there for a week i can go fishing on tuesday and most mm-hmm. people can't yeah. yeah, and so I get the river to myself. Yeah, yeah, it's nice being able to go to the river midweek. It really yeah. is. Yeah, and then we've got some work to do on the cabin in Maine, so I'll get at least a day on the Kennebec. I hope. Nice. Yeah. And how's the Kennebec? Uh, it's it's great. Again, it's a little bit like the Bow. It's a big river, and uh, it's you know, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. I'm still figuring it out. I actually had a um, a fishing guide uh, send me an email. He f- found me i forget how sent me an email when we bought the place and said hey welcome to the neighborhood and uh you know i'm bartend at xyz hotel and i'm a fly fishing guide so if you ever uh, want a beer drop by the the hotel and uh, you know we'll go fishing or something yeah which i thought was really cool so that sounds right yeah. yes i mean it's you know it's northern maine right there's nine people so yeah you, know, you got to be friends with everybody yeah, yeah sounds good it really is yeah we bought that we bought that place it's primarily an airbnb you know kind of investment for us there's yeah. a couple of cabins there and we're we're adding some property to it and stuff so but right. it's it's kind of a nice perk that we use it ourselves yeah yeah, yeah. hell yeah. yeah that's sweet yeah. and then you mentioned you go down south well-traveled angler dan yeah, yeah. Is that's the, is that the premise of this uh, podcast here? Well traveled. Well traveled. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> I fished a lot of places just by virtue of yeah, just kind of being. I don't know. Um, we it's funny. We ju- my wife and I just booked a vacation to Jamaica, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, I, it started. I started by sort of <laughs> thinking maybe we'll go to the Bahamas, yeah. um, and you know that way I could shoehorn in some bone fishing. Mm-hmm. And then that big hurricane hit the Abacos, mm-hmm. Abacos, Abacos, I don't know how to pronounce it. And that wiped out some pretty amazing bone fishing mm-hmm. part. Of, and that, so anyway, um, somehow Jamaica ended up being the destination and mm-hmm. there's no bone fishing in Jamaica as far as I know. No, but there is some pretty awesome snapper fishing. Oh, really? Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's a little bit outside of my wheelhouse mm. um that's less about fly fishing and more about bobbing around in the water with a beer in your hand and jigging for i don't know is man. that right i, I was know. i was I, yeah i brought my eight weight down there i was slamming snapper on the reef it was super fun how were you how were you fishing them from shore uh no i a guy took me out on a boat i just paid him okay and he had beer but we were not <laughs> but we were not jigging it was super fun because i remember my dad my dad just got wasted and i fly fish it was pretty fun because yeah. I've done that yeah. a bunch of times on the east coast you know you go cod fishing yeah. I don't know if you've ever experienced that and it's literally just a big treble hook yeah. right and you just literally pull it up and down just in the water until wait. you're bored to death right, right. and or seasick from bobbing around or mm-hmm. sunstroked from drinking too many beers and yeah. you know you know in a bathtub in the ocean yeah, yeah and that's not enjoyable at all to me yeah. uh, personally that's no we took uh, yeah we just 
it wasn't even, I don't even think it was a fishing guide. He just was just like, it was a boat guy that you could like rent to take you on little like snorkeling tours. Uh, okay. And I was like, just take me to the reef and I'm see what happens. So you thing. fished on shore, like from the no, other I, side I of fished, the reef. No, I fished like. Like I meant you cast it towards shore. Yeah. 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 yeah, from, yeah the, from, out, the from the out, outer side of the exactly, reef. From okay. The, yeah. And then just whatever happened, happened. And what happened was a lot of three, four pound snapper and they were fun. What? That sounds good. But yeah. is, is it center pitting? No, 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 it was fly fishing. Fly fishing. Yeah, oh, okay, so... No, I don't, I don't do all... anything but fly fishing. Okay, well, I wasn't judging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. We only fly fish here, Dan. Okay, well, and that's kind of... Yeah, I don't... That's I'm, why we don't catch anything. I don't own any... any. Uh, I've never been into center pinning. Yeah. Yeah, not my... Wait, wait, get back to this bonefish about sure. in, in Jamaica. Are you, sure, are you absolutely sure? I feel like there, there, there's a chance. Well, let's consult the internet. Yeah, if only because, there was a website you could go and right? search yeah. for that sort of information. I don't know. I think it rhymes with Google. <laughs> no, but no, but seriously. Wow, you're on today. <laughs> it's it's not. He's on today. He's, he's on today. Right. He's not usually like this. No, this well, is the most I've seen him talking in Filled with Zaz. Well, I mean, my my, my best buddy's here. There you go. Uh, uh, so nice. Or I could have said, your best buddy being Forty Creek. Forty Creek. Oh, yeah. pot. Yelma, what are you whiskey? drinking today? I am drinking. I love this copper pot. Forty Creek. I love Forty Creek. I don't know why this needs to this be. This is really used. good. I'm up. Yeah, we love it. Uh, but no, but let's talk about bonefish. So I didn't think there was bonefish in Tobago, and I went to Tobago for Christmas. And you're right? from there. And I'm from there. And yes, Tobago is not in the same latitude, and you know it's farther from Jamaica, it's closer <laughs> to Venezuela. Excuse me, sir. But there's these flats around Tobago where it carries a lot of bones, and I feel like you know, in part well, flats parts, are what you need, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like Jamaica will have a couple of flats where they have like little pools out there, um, just beyond the reef that I'm sure there's some bonefish. I just have a feeling, or at least permit. Maybe. Or a snook, right? Yeah, a snook, okay. Yeah, permit. I don't, um, I don't know about the permit. No way. And, and again, permit, I think you have to fish from a boat. Am I right or wrong? Uh, I don't know. I, there was permit in Tobago. You're more stealthy from a boat, and they're very spooky. Okay. So it's not that you can't catch them while walking and waiting, but your odds are increased the more stealthy you can be. Okay. That being said, there's a really good, I worked at Drift for a little while. Mm -hmm. There's a really, there's a guy who really dialed in permit fishing and he wore, like he was very successful walking and waiting and also from boats. He would wear like, he wouldn't wear pants. He would wear leggings. Sky colored shirt. But actually, Uh and he would wear a sky colored leg, like runner's tights uh, because he thought that like anything, kind of extra movement like a pant weight right. leg but I mean the guy hooked and landed like 12 permit on one trip so Whoa. I'm not gonna he's you can call something. him cra- he, you can call him crazy but it works he, yeah. he put in his 10,000 hours yeah pretty much yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean he's lucky enough to get down there enough. so according to this blog theflyfishingforum.com <laughs> not very <laughs> what are they about I don't know <laughs> I don't know anything about this blog and this guy posted in January 2012 from Pennsylvania there's a huge flat off Montego Bay, small bonefish, look downs. Look down is a fish yeah. that's in the permit family. Mm-hmm. I actually caught one in Florida. Oh, no way. Uh, African pompano and tons of barracuda. Barracuda mm-hmm. is super fun on the fly. Interesting. I will, I'll, I'll I've, I've heard there. of that. I've heard that. I didn't, yeah. Yeah, you can, like, I've caught a good amount of barracuda in Florida. Oh, man, they're fun on the fly. They're so strong. Yeah, I bet. They're so strong. And vicious, man. Vicious. vicious. Teeth so, are like... So right. you wouldn't be, you know, placing, like, a perfectly landed shrimp pattern in front of a bonefish, but you would be, like, ripping clouds right. minnows for... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Monsters. For monster barracuda. And Jack as well. Sounds it, pretty cool. Th- according to... It does. According to the boss... B-O-Z. Uh, you can find Barracuda in Pennsylvania. If you want to listen to this forum that I randomly found on Google. 
So yeah. the upshot is there are there are fish in the ocean, and you can definitely. <laughs> I've caught snapper there, and if there's barracuda, barracuda are super fun on the fly. You sure you don't need your night weight? Uh, it's not till March. I'm. It, you're, oh, good. you're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere till March, other than New Hampshire. So yeah, yeah. Cool to try. Yeah, the salt is just a whole other world. Have Have you fished for bones before? Uh, I've never fished the salt at all. At all. I know okay. we're trying to get Mitchie down. Died in the wool, Ontario landlocked. I am very much <laughs> okay. landlocked. All right, got a passport. Angler. Yeah, I do have a passport. Barely. 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 Okay, gotcha. They'll let me in. So would you say that, so for bonefish, you've made, primarily been to the Bahamas then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's killer. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's, a, I know this, you're looking forward to yeah. going to Mexico to do this. And, yeah. And you've obviously experienced it a few times. Yeah. Mainly, uh, I did once in Mexico and um, a couple times in Florida. Predominantly uh-huh. really Florida is my, the bulk of my, my salt water. Yeah. Um, experience okay yeah. and i've i fished off tulum as well i've uh, ascension bay do i have that right i think yep. it's ascension bay yeah i yeah, fished but, there too yeah okay um south of tulum yeah 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 so i want i shot the rough guide or the lonely planet guide to uh the yucatan peninsula whoa which is a huge cool. part of you know it's a huge piece of mexico yeah, yeah. and i spent oh, yeah. a month i spent a month driving all over what? the yucatan I would peninsula love yeah, yeah yeah to do that love mexico. and i drove Fuck i love yeah i drove from cancun to i think it's chetamal which is that city on the border of um, Belize or Guatemala and Belize that little corner yep. yeah so I spent a whole bunch wow, of time wow that's pretty south down the peninsula it, there. it really yeah. is I spent a whole bunch of time covering that entire part of the country and and in between fishing because <laughs> yeah you'd be there you'd be south of Punta Allen right yes mm-hmm. yeah and Punta yeah. Allen's kind of like you could say the fishing fly fishing kind of yeah so i went scuba diving or snorkeling in cozumel which is the island and interestingly enough i'm driving down the highway and you know it's jungle on both sides of the road and then all of a sudden i what i assume was maybe a power line getting put in or something it's just for about a mile Mm -hmm. the jungle is just perfectly cleared flat as a pancake and then somebody told me, no, that was hurricane such and such that went, oh. that, that destroyed the reef in Cozumel Jeez. and went right inland and tore everything up for, Jesus. you know, miles and miles and miles. That was pretty stunning. Yeah. Um, but I, apparently it didn't affect the bone. The next season bones were right. back because the, you know, the sand just yeah. came in and it was still flats and it was preserved. So oh, that's good. Jeez. Yeah. Serious so you, destruction. Mm-hmm. There. there, right? Yes. That's yeah. exactly where it is. Yeah. 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 Cool. So that's a huge, you know, you look in the map from, from Campeche to Chetamal and all the way around to Cancun. It's a lot of land to cover. It's that must have been an amazing month. Yeah, it was. It was, it was pretty great. Yeah, it was pretty great. It was gr- kind of grueling, but yeah, it was, it was good. Where are we? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're just up north of that. Eh? Yeah. We're going to be like, oh yeah. So for everyone who doesn't know, we're going to Tulum in a week, two weeks, two weeks, I guess at, at the time this comes out, yeah, we'll be leaving in two yeah, days, two days. Yeah. 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 We're leaving on the fourth, October fourth, and this comes out October first. I'm jealous. Yeah, I'm jealous. I'm jealous of myself going. That's how excited <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm not going. You can come. You were invited. Yeah, this could have been your first stamp, <laughs> the first salt trip. With yeah. the amount of work that we put in here, yeah. uh, I can't go. Why don't you dip? Uh, we need I, me and Neil are partners. That's, yeah, we're, that's what I'm saying. Why don't you? He's not going to be here, so you may as well go too. Yeah. I should have gone. Dan, I love this thinking. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just know. dip. Yeah, I mean, nice. yeah. probably you probably spend less money on your airfare now because you're booking at the last minute than these guys spend. Yeah, maybe. I will tell you though, it was four hundred dollars return. On what airline? On uh, Air Canada. Oh, huh? yeah, that's amazing. It was not great. Not bad at all. That's really we, good. as yeah. I 
I you know put in the sale alerts. I got an alert for a sale, and I was like, Ooh. buying them now. Love a good sale alert. I should do that. Yeah. I tried to buy a ticket to Bangor, Maine the other day, thousand dollars. What? I said, fuck it, I'm driving. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Thousand bucks. That's crazy. It is crazy. Jeez. So, Bahamas, Bonefish, anywhere else you like going down south or? No, um, I. No, you know, if I was going to do another fly fishing trip. Um, and I think I talked to you about this. I've been looking at Mongolia. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. So I've been to that part of the world. I've not been to Mongolia, but I've been to Bhutan, which is in the Himalayas and it's very similar, you know, predominantly Buddhist country mountain kind of oriented. Mongolia is maybe a little less developed than Bhutan, but I've been over a ton of that part of the world. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Mongolia is kind of the last great fly fishing destination. I don't know what the river's called, but there's a river there that uh, they fly you upriver. Right. And it takes seven or eight days to float out. And they have little yurts or whatever on the side of the river. Every every six hours or so, there's a yurt. And you pull out and somebody cooks dinner and milks a yak and <laughs> makes you tea and sounds awesome yeah it's it's that does uh, sound pretty cool I mean, that's a pretty epic adventure and this would be for timon yeah uh uh it's trout it's big brown uh and because i thought it was timon as well yeah. trout that's and, what you said last time yeah so yeah. timon is kind of a trout right it's in the right? I'm, i think it's i'm pretty the, sure the salmon family but salmon let's family. double check that timon are crazy i've always wanted to catch one of those things that's yeah huge. so there's there's trout um I think browns. Yeah, I think I've heard browns too. But big. All like, those on the Google duty right now. But so but big, like yeah. 20, 20 yeah. inches is small. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I but I don't, you know, I mean, it's, 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 I don't know if I'm going to do that yet. It's early days. Well, I'll come adventure. with you. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you haven't seen the price yet. Yeah. I'll come with you anyway. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just sell my I'll bar. I'll count you in. I'll just sell, I'll just sell my bar. Sell something. Wait, wait, wait. We talked about it. I thought you sale. said you're paying for all of us to come with you. I, did I? Damn. I, how much of that 40 creek <laughs> <laughs> did, did we have that time? The um, whole enchilada. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. but And I'd still like to do another. I'd still like to go out west. Um, also, yeah. he's never been out west. Yeah. Neither of them have been, no. been fishing out well, west. Well, and I yeah. bugged you a bunch of times about this. Yep. I've said, let's do it. Because, you know, you just fly to Calgary. You literally just rent a car yeah. and drive. You yep. don't need hotel reservations. Nope. You don't need... Mm-mm. Anything, you know, mm-hmm. you could drive to Montana and, yeah. or you could and drive, we have friends in Montana. Yeah. You could drive Ooh. to Yellowstone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, or, you know, you could, you could, you could, you could literally go down to the Crow's Nest Pass, fish the Crow's Nest in the Livingston for a day, yeah. mm-hmm. drive over to Fernie, stay in Fernie for a night, fish, uh, uh, you know, down through there, the, the wigwam and the elk, yeah. which is incredible. And then boom, cross over into Montana and, I mean, the world is your oyster. It's amazing. I think yeah. a great thing. That's a great road trip. Yeah. 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 I also think the great thing that you just touched on, and I think a lot of people think there's a big barrier to entry to go to these places. I mean, there is in the sense that you have to fly there for us. But once you're there, you can DIY really easily. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're traveling to Mongolia or right. Zamb- <laughs> yeah. Zambezi. Zambezi. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to get go to eaten Zamb- by hyenas. Uh, we'll have a lodge close by. It's not the same kind but of But you thing. don't have to have this lodge experience. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, there's there's Best Western motels every every 
Everywhere. Two miles. I mean, yeah. Right. You know, I mean, subway sandwiches on your way to the river in the yeah, morning perfect. or whatever, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's not like you're out of your, you know, completely out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the most foreign experience you have is driving across the border into the United States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah. yeah. Time and our salmonid. So they are part of the salmon. Okay. So yeah. they're part of a sal- the salmon family. Yeah. They are. Mm-hmm. So there you go. What about Mongolia and uh, Detroit? Is it Browns? What river? Uh, unpronounceable. <laughs> I have no idea what it's called. <laughs> it's it's a series of symbols. Oh right, okay, okay. Yeah, not not my language. A time and would be wild. They're huge. Yeah. yeah. So that's a that's a that's a place. You know, Russia. I know Russia's a a, a, a lot of uncharted fishing territory. Mm-hmm. I've heard stories about fishing in Russia, but to me. Mongolia would be kind of cool. I'd go to Mongolia before, although I don't know Patagonia, yeah, uh, Chile. Mm-hmm. Um, that's come up a few times with uh, somebody else that I that I fish with a little bit. Um, Always wanted to do Tierra del Fuego. Yeah, so I'm the Sea Run yeah. Browns. Yeah, it's oh I pretty just, amazing. I just looked up the Mongolian like what kind of trout it is, and it's a Siberian trout, and it's a type of trout I've never seen before. I look at a picture of this thing. Look at the head on this thing. It's crazy looking. Yeah, they'll, if you put a rubber boot on the end of a fly line, they'll take it. Yeah, they're just super wild. Oh, they're just like, yeah, that's eat. gorgeous. Yeah, Look super at that. Cool. That's Siberian a, trout. What do you figure that is? 30 inches? That's a big fish, man. Fishing for those and timing? Yeah, that'd be one hell of a trip. Wouldn't it? And <laughs> and it's apparently, it's it's if you're into keeping count, apparently it's one after the other. I mean, if, it's, if you don't have a 25 fish day, you've had a terrible day. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, eh? You get bored, which, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced getting bored fishing, uh, but I have, and it's it's a weird experience. Uh, like cutthroat trout on Michelle Creek um, during an olive hatch. Yeah, you know, is you literally just get bored after a while. It's like, oh, that I can tell it's only a twenty incher. I'm trying to pull the fly away before it yeah. actually gets it because yeah. you can see it only coming, a right? twenty incher. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of, that's kind of a, those are the things that I do. Man, not to not to sort of brag about the West being better than Ontario, oh, but no. I mean those are the kinds of things that I've yet to yeah. sort of experience here. Well, you hit the nail on the head. The fish population is just higher. Yeah, yeah. it's much higher. Yeah. The rivers sustain. And can sustain much higher populations. Yeah. Oh, it's just a classic trout fishing and fly fishing place, so US, you know? It's cold water all summer. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it almost doesn't matter how hot it gets. The water is always going to be cold because it's coming from some glacier. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's the difference, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it just goes to say, like, I've done, I spent a lot of time fly fishing um, and a lot of new places I haven't gone before, um, you know, around Ontario and in the, uh, uh, in, kind of like upstate New York and I've just have so much fishing to do here. I haven't still haven't made it out West, but it's definitely like on the upcoming list, you know, well, we're trying in 2020 to get Mitch. Out well, let's West. do it. I mean, that's yeah. like Aldo was saying, I mean, it's, it's so accessible. I mean, yeah. you literally just go to the thrifty counter at the Calgary airport, get your car or yeah. whatever it is and, and, and go. Roll. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a the million, licenses aren't oh, crazy it. either. No, uh, BC has changed a little bit since, um, they changed while I lived there. Interestingly enough. So there's a place called Michelle Creek which is just over the border on your way to Fernie. Yeah. It's just over the border. And it used to be that, you know, you could go down for a day, it's two and a half hour drive from Calgary and you fish the crow's nest in the morning, um, go into town, get a sandwich for lunch and go to the fly shop and buy a one day permit to mm-hmm. fish in British Columbia. And then 20 minute drive later, you're on Michelle Creek in BC. And um, they 
changed it. There's like these inland waterways rules now where you have to buy, it's basically cash grab, more money. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it costs, if you only want to fish for one day in BC, it's like 50 bucks or something. It's right. a little bit steep. Right. But if you're on a road trip and you're going to hit three or four rivers, yeah. the Elk and the Wigwam and all that before you cross over into the U.S. Or you could just beeline it right for last chance Idaho and, you yeah. know, fish the all those great rivers down there. You know, the, the Henry's. Yeah, yeah. I, have not, of the Henry's. I have not done that, but I would love it's to fantastic. Do that. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. It, when I fished it, when I fished it, it, it was like 12 inches of water or 18 inches of water. Um, and it was surrounded by basically a grasshopper factory on both sides of the river for miles and miles and miles. And it was 18 degrees and it was the middle of July and it was just literally foam hopper patterns for 23, 24 inch fish all afternoon. I, I, I floated against my, what I was saying earlier, I floated the green river in Wyoming with a guy. Mm. who was really interesting because he's the guy that Dick Cheney calls whenever he wants to go fishing. Mm-hmm. And so he had some interesting stories about that. Yeah. I got in the boat with him at, with my three-way that my wife bought me years and years and years ago. And it just, it's, a, it's my favorite rod. Mm-hmm. And I got into the boat with him and he said, no, dude. Is it a Sage by any chance? No, it's a Loomis. Oh. It's a okay. G Loomis. Our last uh, guest, his favorite rod, his wife bought him. Oh, interesting. And it was the sage. It was like, yeah. oh, that would be a... Yeah, my wife went to a fly shop and asked. I think she must have said, you know, if, yeah. if your wife bought you a rod, what would you want him, her to buy you? And yeah. so the guy at the fly shop said Thank this. <laughs> and, and it was the perfect call because it's my favorite rod. Did it, you you used it on... I think you played with it for an hour or something yeah. one day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I jumped in this boat on the Green River uh, with this guide. And, and he said, what's that? And I said, it's a three weight. And he said, no, dude you need to put that back in the truck and get something else. Yeah. And I said, trust me, I got this. And so fast forward, maybe an hour and, and we're nymphing as we float along and bang, I don't know how big it was. I've still got a picture of it somewhere. It was 24 or 25 inches of really, really angry rainbow trout. And, uh, and, and it took probably 30 minutes of very gentle play (laughs) before I got him tired out enough that we could get him into a net. But we landed it. He said, he's going to break you off. You're going to lose that fish. There's no way. He's either going to break your rod or break you off. I don't know what I had, like 6X, 7X tip, and it was outrageous. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you never know what's going to hit. Yeah. And so uh, I don't know how we got on the Green River, but that part of the world to me is it's pretty magical. That's why yeah. they make That's why. They, that's why, that's why they make movies, movies about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a place worth checking out. Yeah. I, you should. I, mean, I predict it's... lots of trips out there. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, There's well, so many friggin' places. This year, to I'm go telling to. you, Mitchie. This year, Mitchie goes west. Yeah, we can go this year for sure. Five goes west. We were, we were going to do probably do the trip to Calgary and then down to Montana this, this year. We were thinking <coughs> do uh, uh, July uh, 1st, Canada Day here, and then go down to Montana for uh, July 4th. Yeah. Can I give you some advice? Don't, don't, don't go in July. Because of the crowds? Uh, yeah. So if you're staying in Canada, Southern Alberta, you know, you're, you're going to want to be like Kananaskis country, Banff, Fernie. That's kind of where you're going to stick to. And that's crowded with tourists. It's not the best fishing. It's not the best. You know, I mean, it's great weather, but it's not great fishing weather. Um, strongly suggest September mm. fish. No winter's coming and they get hungry. 
The rivers are a lot less crowded. There's a, they're not crowded by any stretch of the imagination anyway. Anywhere's near close to what you're used to here. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the weather's nicer. You know, you, I don't know about you, but I'd rather wear a, a light sweater fishing than a T-shirt and be baking in the sun. Personally, mm-hmm. that's my thing. Yeah. Um, so September, I, I would strongly, yeah. The fish are hungrier. They know right now. Coming. Yeah. Mid-September. Now's the time, yeah. You want to leave right now? Uh, it is Thursday. <laughs> Apparently, you can find deals on short notice. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have any up, more baby. presentations, so yeah, let's just go. But that's what I would do. That would be my advice. If you're going to do it, do it. Take a week. Yeah, fly into Calgary, rent a car. I wouldn't even bother making hotel reservations anywhere because that time of year you don't need to. All the tourists have gone home for the summer, and you know I don't know. Drive all the way to Idaho and back. Yeah, you know, pick the rivers you want to fish, and and or just drive to Idaho. And or not just come back. Drive, oh, not come back. Yeah. I would float, drive the car into the Henry's Fork. I would, yeah, and I would float one of those big classic Montana rivers, the Gallatin or yeah. something like that. I Madison, would, I, would, I loved the, the Anis. Yeah, yeah, I, the Madison, yeah, the Madison. Oh God, it's amazing when you drive down there. It's like this beautiful grasslands, but it's hilly because you're, you know, yeah, you're yeah, on yeah, the yeah, foothills yeah. of the Rockies. Yeah, and it's it to me, it's the most gorgeous thing. To be driving down the highway yeah. and over on the on the side of the road in the distance is like this beautiful grassland and the Madison River and ten drift boats just lazily drifting just, down the road. Oh, and there's room for ten drift boats. Like there's yeah. lots of room and yeah. everybody's fishing. I've I mean heard, I heard, I heard. it's gorgeous. And every motel you drive by, there's ten trailers with drift boats drift on drift them boat. in the you know, parking <laughs> lot. It's you know, everybody's at it hard. You hit the nail on the head. I remember I drove I got to drive I drove west to east in Montana, uh-huh. and it wasn't until I got to the like Ennis and the Madison River Valley that I was like, "Oh, I'm in Montana," you know? Right, because there's because I fished Rock Creek first, and it looked like here. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, there's just pine trees, and I mean, there's lots of trout, and it's great, and it's beautiful." Yeah, but when I got to the Madison, it was that you yeah it opens everything up, changes. The mountains, it's just there's no more trees; it's all grassland, yeah. and there's just this beautiful river with. People just fly fishing. And buffalo in the field, wild buffalo in the yeah. field. It's pretty pretty stunning. I mean, it's amazing. It's the Wild West. Yeah, it Still really is. is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. It's rad. Mitchie says she's five. We have five questions we ask every guest. Okay. Every show. I've heard this. Yeah, same five questions. Uh, so... You've heard this. So do you have your answers like pre-prepared? No, I don't actually because I forget the questions. Okay, man. And actually when I listened to, I remember when I listened to the first podcast when you yeah. first said, hey, come on this thing. I, I listened to it and I'm like, oh, okay, I got I to gotta come up with some really clever answers to these questions, <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. And I and I never did. I forgot the questions. <laughs> yeah. Five questions. Yeah. Take your time answering them. There's, it's not like a buzzer beater thing. It's just five more questions that we ask everybody. All right. So the first one is, what is your favorite fish and why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just take the last of the? Yeah. No, so I just, I just for a second, I thought there wasn't an in, in the bottle, and he was just going to be like pouring out. You almost pouring out. Suspense was, Suspense was <laughs> killing everyone. Yeah, I, I should like, drink water, anyways. The slowest pour of all time. Uh, yeah, that's an easy one. Mm-hmm. That's an easy one. Um, my favorite fish would be a cutthroat trout on Michelle Creek in the fall, deep fall. Got to need a toque. Toque fall. Need a, need a light down jacket. Yeah. Down jacket fall. But the sun is warming up the river and green drakes are exploding everywhere. Yeah. And I've got a 14, number 14 green drake on and cutthroat trouts, 23 inches. Bang, bang, bang. Some nice fish. That's my favorite fish. 
Yeah. Is that too specific? No. No. No, not at all. Yeah. That's a great answer. It's a nice scene, actually. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's I think it might have actually been stolen from a river runs through it. <laughs> Wait, no, it's a great answer. I love that answer. It's great. Uh number two is if you could fish anywhere in the world right now, where would you go and why? Provided it's like the best time to do it in. Mm-hmm. Peak oh. time. So not Calgary in July. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um gosh. Uh that's a good question. That's that's um it's a hard one to answer. I guess I have to draw on a place that I've already been because, right? That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, so, it doesn't have to be. It could. It could be. Could be a fantasy. A place, fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I know enough about Mongolia yet to to say that that's going to be on my list. Uh, um, I, you know, I, I would I would probably go back to the Madison. This, you know, that we just talked about. I, I would say that. If I could do anything right now, I would I would sort of do a walk and wade along the Madison again in the fall. Yeah. Um, you know, my favorite time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It must be a really nice place. Or the fire hole. You guys ever heard of the fire hole? In the, uh, in in the Yellowstone park. park? Yeah. I caught the biggest brown trout I've ever caught in my life in that park. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I forget how big it was. It was, it was enormous. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Both. And I don't gauge success that way, but yeah. anyway. Fire the fire hole looks crazy because you're just like it looks like you're on a different planet. There's like steam coming out yeah. of the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from the fire. The, from, from uh, the what do they call those uh, geysers? The geysers yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And there's like yeah. pools of sulfuric acid, and you're just there fishing for trout. It's pretty rad. A, eh? It's an a amazing buffalo place. walks by. It's truly Montana. I mean, that's the image of Montana, right? That you have in your head when you think about Montana. Yeah, if you've never been, that's what it feels like. You know. Oh, are these are these good answers so far? They're great, yeah, answers. great answers. Great answers. Okay. Of course, of course. Good. Uh, number three is what is your best fishing memory? Ooh. So, okay. My best fishing memory. My best fishing memory, I would say I have two best fishing memories. Yeah. And the first one is my, my buddy that I talked about earlier on mm-hmm. our first trip in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, so that that place that this fish was caught is called Saskatchewan Crossing, and it's on the Icefields Parkway on the way to Jasper. And you should, you know, after when you get home, Google it and look at the pictures. Stunning place, but it's it's on the Icefields Parkway, like it's in the middle of nowhere, high high up in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, and and it's literally you pull over on the side of the road, and the river goes underneath the highway, and then you just walk down river, but it's glacier fed. And it's amazing. It's 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 a stunning landscape, and and so probably probably one of my best fishing memories is is watching him pull that enormous fish out of that uh, green iridescent water. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen pictures of those, you know, sort of glacier-fed streams, the water is a deep right. gr- glowing green. So that that's that would be that would be one fishing uh, memory that sticks out, and then the other would be that day on on the henry's fork like literally 18 inches of water pebble you know consistent even it was almost like a man-made waterway pebbles you know that you could just easily walk on and you could see the bottom and you're literally casting you know number 22 dry flies to fish that are just breaking the surface Mm -hmm. 50 yards away and they're just letting it drift right into their mouth. That that would be the other well, great yeah, memory for that me. That sounds like an awesome memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful scene. I love that. Number four, a little more existential. Existential, okay. 
Why? I gotta look that word up. Hold on. Where's, where's, who's got the Google? Ask Yelma. He'll know. Lost me. Freaking out on it. Extraterrestrial? Is, is that what you said? It is why do you fly fish? Why fly fish at all? Oh, God. Why do I fly fish at all? I, I don't know. Uh, sometimes I wonder. Uh, it can be a pain in the ass. You know, I mean, I'm kind of a lazy guy, I think. Sometimes I just don't want to get in the car on Saturday morning and drive. I certainly, it's harder to do here. You know, I don't want to drive an hour and sit on the 427 or even worse, the 401 westbound just to get to a river. But um, I don't know. I mean, why do you, you know, why do you continue to breathe? Gives you life. How's that? How's that for an existential yeah, answer to I mean, an existential really, question? You just really blow it, blew it right open. It's kind of something I have to do, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because you know I, I leave it. I mean I, I've I've had periods of my life where I have not done it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been there's been you know yeah there's it's like guitar playing. I played guitar my you know when I was a kid forever. I played guitar and then I stopped for twenty years. Mm-hmm. And then I went crazy and bought like five guitars and I play guitar all the time now at home. Yeah. Uh, and have been for years again. Why did I stop for 20 years? I have no idea. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's in the DNA. Got it's, into hip hop. We got into hip hop. Yeah. I strike you with a strong <laughs> hip hop. Yeah. Deep hip hop. Uh, Beastie Boys. Yeah. You know, that's hip hop, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. Why did I stop playing guitar? I got into hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just something you innately enjoy, and it's just you just do it because you feel like you have to. Yeah, I, you know, I guess uh, I, I guess the real you know the real answer is I, I think that um, I, I heard a, I, I saw a documentary I heard a documentary I heard a story the other day about a heroin addict. Um, uh, actually, so it was David Crosby. The, I watched the David Crosby documentary on the weekend. Um, you know, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So and and he describes the first time he ever took heroin. And, and whatever ha- what happened afterwards, and he said, the first time is, is magical, and then for the rest of your life, you are always chasing the feeling of the first experience. Right. And so, I don't know. For me, I feel like I'm always chasing another mm-hmm. moment like that on the Henry's Fork mm-hmm. or that at Saskatchewan Crossing where it's just kind <clears throat> of a magical day, Yeah. and you couldn't have planned it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have produced a day like that. Mm-hmm. And you never know when it's going to come. You never next. know when it's going to come. So you just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great, I think this mm-hmm. makes a ton of sense. Yeah, absolutely. I Keeps like you that. going back out. Yeah. Number five. Mm-hmm. And the last in the Mitchie's fishies five. Mitch's fishy five. I oh, like that. Mitch's fishies five, baby. That's Mitchy. And these are fishy. And there's five of them. <laughs> that's the, the t- freaking catchphrase for it. <laughs> I don't know. We're drunk when we made it up, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Some copywriter got a hold of this and yeah, exactly. jumbled it all to hell. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he Number five. <laughs> what fly pattern represents you best and why? Oh, God. If you were a fly, <laughs> what would you be? <laughs> if I was a fly, what would I be? God. I have no way to know how to answer that. So for starters... I can't remember the names of any flies. Um, cool. y- you know, guys, guys will look in my fly box and go, oh, you got a whole bunch of prince nymphs and, yeah. you know, some muddler minnows. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never been technical like that. So, or not technical, but I've never been 
super nerdy like that. Mm-hmm. It's not nerdy, but I've never been into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to tie flies. I tied flies for years. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I don't know. Is it, is, does anybody else have a hard time answering that question? Sure they do. Yeah, everybody does. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because uh, I think it's <clears throat> like you want to, I mean, what's everybody the fly Chloe. that? Yeah, Chloe is pretty quick. Chloe, our friend in Montana, said, just said the bitch creek. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty <laughs> okay. good uh, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what would I be? I, I, I know what I would be. Uh, so uh, a friend of mine had a, um, a dog mm-hmm. um, that died. And before it died, I took some hair from the dog with the intent because it was a husky and I don't know if you know what huskies are like they get this big lot yep. of fur they, it, lots of fur to spare and I took some some fur with the intention of using it to tie a fly and um, the dog passed away so I tied him a very unique fly using that hair and named the fly the dog's name and I f- mounted it and framed it and gave it to him as a gift and so the, the fly was called Kyla's ghost, and that was the name of the dog, Kyla. Mm-hmm. And great name, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was Kyla's ghost, and uh, I, you know, I, yeah. So uh, the answer would be, I would be some. I think I'd like to think. I'd like to think this is what I would be. I would be some <laughs> unique, one of a kind fly. Yeah. That doesn't exist anywhere except in a frame on somebody's mantle. Yeah, maybe Kyla's Whoa. ghost. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah something like that. That's. Cool. But I don't want to be dead or a ghost yeah 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 <laughs> dan's unique fly dot com trade trademark right now <laughs> dot com at dan's fly i love oh. it that's cool yeah that's the first time we've ever heard like a custom fly yeah but i think uh i think it makes a lot of sense i think it's cool yeah. i like kyla's ghost kyla's ghost yeah 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 like I like name. that. So it's a unique, story. a yeah. unique one of a kind fly. That's yeah. maybe what I, that's maybe what I hope I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah, that's a great answer. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, that's it for Mitch's Fishy Five. Well, thank you very much. This yeah. was really fun. Yeah, thanks oh, for coming. Thanks, thanks for coming. I, hope I'm, I, hope I'm, I hope, hope I'm not like the worst guest you've ever <laughs> You're had. You're a great guest to have boring. on the show. No, no, I was the worst guest ever. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. And so they just had to hire you. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. so bad, we need to hire him <laughs> and Get make him a regular. Get this man on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's terrible. He's going to make us look great. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly, yeah. yeah. So when are you guys all coming to Errol, New Hampshire? To what are you doing this weekend? The, the river house. We call it the river house. <laughs> I mean, that's all. That'd be What's the best time fine? to come yeah. to the river, river house? Uh, between now and before the snow flies. Yeah. Um, spring is tough. It's pretty buggy in the spring. I bet. Yeah. Um, you know, and the river can be hard, a little harder to fish because it's high, mm-hmm. you know, but September and October, I think, are pretty special times. Mm-hmm. Fucking right. We should try to find the time to come down. It'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd be super fun. Yeah. You're welcome to. Wicked, yeah. man. That'd be yeah. amazing. I would love to go to New Hampshire. Never been. Me Another neither. state off the list. Yeah. Hey, and you can literally walk to the liquor store. Perfect. From the house. Awesome. You don't even need to drive. You can literally walk to the liquor store. Go see Bob at the liquor store. Bob. I know Bob. I know Bob. First name basis. Oh, no way. Bob. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people know Bob. <laughs> Bob, has, Bob has great steaks. Yeah. And so you what? walk over to the liquor store and you get a little something and a couple of steaks and yeah. walk back home to the farmhouse and throw them on the grill. That sounds like a pretty good I, day. I bought a pellet smoker. You know what a pellet oh, smoker sick. is? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's so good. Literally put a rack of ribs on that thing, yeah. set it to 200 degrees, drive up to the Connecticut yeah. for six hours, yeah. fish, come home, 
You got perfect meat. Falling off the rib, <sighs> off the bone. We had that in awesome. Timmins, remember? Yeah, we did. Uh, super, super uh, cool. It was, it was like 400 bucks at Walmart. Yeah. It was amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. Those things are so cool, and you can yeah. like control the heat and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Digital. Yeah. So dialed in, yeah. So come visit. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I'd love We'd to do truck tro- fishing in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. It's pretty special. Yeah. Uh, although, where can people find SoFly stuff? Uh, you can find all of our stuff at uh, SoFly.ca. That's our photos, our videos, and of course, this podcast, as well as all of our other podcasts. On Instagram, we're at the SoFly Crew. Uh, and you can reach out to us at uh, the SoFly Crew at gmail.com with any questions, comments, answers, concerns, questions. Um, maybe you want to answer the Mitchie's Fishies Five, and maybe we'll read them on the air. Yeah, sure. I mean, that'd be like, that might be kind of fun. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it for me. Dan, thanks again. It was nice to Thank reminisce you about. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was nice to reminisce about my times in Montana and down south. So yeah, I'm Thank glad you we did for this. That. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, that's it for me, Alto. Bye bye. Yeah, and that's it for me, Mitch Yoma. Uh, that's it for me. And look out for Factor Fishy on our next podcast. Yeah, Yoma's bringing uh, his segment back from a couple episodes uh, missed. It's gonna uh, be good. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Awesome. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening and take care.